This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, this is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hour two of old school here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. On Allo Channel 951. Big thanks to them and... We go to our VIP line, also sponsored by Allo, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart and welcome in the Husker Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman. Jay, DP was saying there's a lot of meat and potatoes on this Michigan story. Let's say Jay Foreman uh, was going to grill, needed some good meat to throw on there. Where would Jay Foreman get his uh, his high quality meats? Uh, well, first of all, I'm going to go to Mercado and get them. Uh, I want the biggest tomahawk steak that they got. Um. I normally want to eat one of their best cuts, right? But since it's Jim Harbaugh's story, there's a lot of uh, rotten meat in it. So I would feed the rotten uh, tomahawk to some some uh, savage dogs, which is obviously the media and the other other teams in the Big Ten. But myself, this has got a lot of meat on the bones, like DP said. And, um, you know, this is just the first bite. So this is just the first bite. You, you have to think that you had to do something because – it's overwhelming evidence, and, and I don't want to compare it to a domestic violence uh, situation in the NFL, but just look at it just just on the pure, you know, simplicity of the facts, right? You heard about, you've seen domestic violence, violence cases, not only in the NFL, but throughout sports, and, and just because I'll equate it to an NFL case because it's sports, you heard about it, maybe you've seen, you've seen it, you know, mugshots on, you know, whatever network. But then it became real when you seen Ray Rice in the elevator. So then automatically you had to do something. You heard about people stealing signs in one way, form, or fashion. You hear about Michigan saying that coaches have been, you know, giving each other, you know, tips, you know, on Sundays for decades. And it's a, something that happens all the time in high school. But when you see an active participant on a sideline in major games at other universities in disguise with – video recording sunglasses with uh, culprits at other, you know, games strategically placed throughout the stadium or um, stadiums, it becomes a lot more real. Uh, people get a lot more uh, motivated to complain because really, to be honest with you, you can say that a lot of the other coaches in the, in the league are not, you know, respecting Harbaugh or going to bat for him. But ultimately, if there's a golden rule, you know, out there, just don't, you know, get caught and in, in red-handed. And he, more than uh, more than that, got caught more red-handed, both hands in the cookie jar. Um, I guess, you know, he can say, I don't, I never knew, because, you know, only person that really knows if he really knew is Jim Harbaugh. Now, some, if you have a real reasonable mind, 
you don't really hug somebody on your sideline as you're at an iconic blue blood program and not know what exactly he's doing. Um, that's not how Jim Harbaugh has made himself a successful coach at every level he's been at. That even made Jim Harbaugh, you know, that's what made him a successful player is attention to detail. And he learned that from no other than Bo Schimbeckler. So it would be very, very hard-pressed for him to believe anybody with a reasonable mind um, that he didn't know who he was or what he was doing. The interesting part in what Michigan has always said, they said you have not found evidence yet or able to prove that we did it. They have never denied doing it. If somebody falsely accuses you of something, you right away say, that's not me, I didn't do it. They said, you have, you can't prove it yet. That's why they want to be technical and still, you know, coach and play for a national championship, which, you know, to be honest with you right now, if this punishment stays where it's at, it's literally a slap on the wrist because even if Michigan somehow loses to Penn State this weekend or tomorrow, excuse me, which I don't think they do, but just say they did, they still get to play Ohio State, winner takes all, and go to the Big Ten Championship and will be an overwhelmingly favorite regardless if they one, have one win or undefeated, and the winner of the Big Ten Championship will be in the college football playoff regardless. So they, they're in the driver's seat. Um, so really all they're complaining that they're doing is because they got caught and they want to they wanna technically uh, get away with it as long as possible. Jay, we were laughing uh, in the first hour because I thought there's zero chance that they're going to get fair officiating when you've when you've upset the big boss at the Big Ten conference, and they it would appear that they do not want you to represent them in the Big Ten conference championship game. What's the likelihood right. on a scale your scale the Foreman scale of one to seven seven being uh, they can stay home and forget about trying to attend Indy? What's the likelihood oh. that, that that the officials oh. have some impact? Yeah, I think they'll have some impact. But I think, you know, really, to be honest with you, on, on the field, now it's hard to say this because you just don't really know how much, you know, of a head start they've had on all their opponents. Now, granted, the schedule's been very weak, and they've handled their business, and you can't fault them. They only can play who's on the schedule. But to be honest with you, Michigan has been the best-looking team. Michigan and Ohio State, to me, have, have been the two best-looking teams, with Michigan being the better-looking team throughout the whole nation. So... I don't know how much a factor of Harbaugh potentially not being there for the last three games. I think that Michigan will still get there. Um, and even if they don't and, and other teams, you know, fall by the wayside, they could, you know, backdoor their way into the college football playoffs. I think that they gave Michigan the best outcome possible um, because if they really wanted to prove a point, Harbaugh suspended indefinitely. Michigan's not playing in the, in the Big Ten Championship or the college football playoffs. That's exactly what you would do if you want to set the precedent. This is just you giving him the same um, suspension that he self-imposed because they didn't want to agree with the NCAA on the four-game suspension for a recruitment violation to what he says is equivalent of buying somebody a sandwich. So, really, if I'm a follow, if I'm a coach, I'm thinking about how can I do it better than Michigan. So I'm going to study hard what Michigan did. Make sure I don't uh, get in, get caught like they did, because I know I, on the back end, as it stands right now, my head coach not being there for nine hours uh, in three weeks is not that big a deal because all the heavy lifting is done Sunday through Friday. The game is just a formality, so he gets to coach in practice, he gets to prepare, 
the staff and the players for it. They get to meet extra and go through game plan situations as if Harbaugh was there. Uh, this is the best outcome for Michigan if you think about it. Jay, hidden, and again, this PDF is just chef's kiss good. Uh, in, in Hidden in this thing is, uh, as described below, the existence of the impermissible scheme is proven. While other investigatory bodies continue to develop additional evidence of the scope, extent, and individual knowledge of the scheme that may advise additional or enhanced penalties in the future. Taking immediate action is appropriate and necessary under the conference sportsmanship policy. Jay, he's just stretching. He's just his hamstrings are just getting loose. Yeah, he just said, yeah, yeah, really. He just in the warm ups and just took off his his tearaways about to get checked into the game. That's yep. what he said. He said, "This is just a Mr. G starting kid. I'm coming for you." So, uh, <laughs> you, you know, when he puts it out there, he's. I mean, it seems to be he's letting you know there. I know there's more. I'm just giving you what I'm going to give you right now because I, I can't deny what I've seen all over the internet and I've read, you know, so forth and so on. Because here's another factor. The, uh, I think his, his name is Connor. He started out as a volunteer, right? So you might not know who he is, right? Now, I can play devil's advocate, but you hired him, Jim Harbaugh. That means you have to sign off on the paper that goes to the Board of Regents or the University of Michigan powers that be that make it okay to put him on staff in some form or fashion so you know exactly what he's doing. When he turns in his expense reports, let's be honest. Let's think about it. He's on paper making $55,000 a year. All the equipment that he had, all the travel that he's doing, and all the stuff as far as how he's paying other people to do the same thing that he was doing, there's no way that he could be even living uh, 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 not even close to a, a, a regular life on that type of salary. So you had to. He had to have been getting money from somewhere. You can't be that oblivious when you're making 9 or $10 million a year. It's not fair, right? Because just say, let's play a devil's advocate. Just say he decides to go rogue and he did. He came up with this scheme. He saw he was up at two or three o'clock at night, and he he saw one of the infomercials. Do you want to spy on an opposing football team? <laughs> wear, a, wear wear a hat and these glasses, or these glasses, and you will be able to get all their plays for one game, and they won't even know it. Well, just say maybe he saw that infomercial, right? And he went off on his own. The hard part about being a coach and being highly compensated when he's on your staff, you have to be um, accountable for him. And that's what I talked about last year with other guys. Your actions not only affect the people that you're, you're, you know, coaching with, which is your assistant coaches, analysts, and all that stuff. It affects the people that are the secretary, the, you know, the, the advisory people, everybody. It's, it, it's a mini, like, kind of village inside that football department. That's why when you go rogue or have somebody that potentially could go rogue, or if you turn a blind, blind eye to it, um, it gets magnified to this point, and I think it's just a bigger deal right now in this point in time, the fact that you have video evidence, not just hearsay, not just Michigan saying, look, he did it too. You have video evidence of this man doing it for over three years. You have factual evidence, meaning um, you have you know receipts, as they like to say. That means you have flights you, and, and, and you have confirmation that he was at said stadium up to three years ago and over all his opponents. But then you also have video of numerous times of him on the sideline using what he, you know, accumulated by stealing signs in real time, which is in the game, to help Michigan advantage. We've seen it right here a few years ago at Nebraska. 
where, yes, Scott Frost and his signals were very easy to steal, you know, really. But to have a screen called, right, when you have, when you're not, when you weren't a big screen team and have two first round. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, pick, not rush the passer. That, that, that leads to say, how did you know that play was coming? You don't read it that quick where you just at the, at the snap of the ball go run and, and cover the, the screen as a defensive end. So there's, there, there's real-time evidence that you could say, you know what, you picked up that play. So forth and so on. So, um, look, man. You know, one thing. If I was Jim Harbaugh, I guess I get. You know, I remember when I flew back to Buffalo and found out like later that night, within a, year, a night or two, that I was going to get. You know, possibly get traded or they signed another linebacker. I guess I would have been more mad that you had me fly all the way to Happy Valley, get off the plane, and then now I got to go sit in the hotel. You know, and watch this team and wait to catch the flight back when I could have just stayed at home, and then we could have did a Zoom call. So I guess I could be petty like that, but. uh you know, Jim Harbaugh's not happy right now. I'm sure he's spending a lot of time, you know, obviously talking to his team, trying to get his team focused and, and leaning lead, on the leadership. But then also, when he gets a free moment, I'm sure he's taking some plenty of calls from family and friends, but then also to the multitude of lawyers, both in-house and his personal lawyer, um, how to fight it and possibly wake a lawyer up uh, somewhere in Pennsylvania or Michigan and get them to side with you and, and, and file an emergency injunction so he can coach tomorrow. Yeah, I can't possibly imagine stirring that hornet's nest up. Uh, again, the things stored, hidden, right in broad daylight uh, within the PDF. And again, the lead pitch is this. The extraordinary nature of the offending conduct and information obtained by the conference. Jay, <laughs> to go through and list electronic payments, to list uh, pictures and video of said coach on sidelines, various sidelines standing next to defensive coordinators <laughs> is the bigger threat to Michigan, the big 10 conference or the NCAA and what they're about to release and what they've accumulated. Uh, I mean, it just depends on the timing of it. I'm NCAA is part of the course when it's two years from now. Uh, I think you're more worried about the Big Ten. Uh, I think that they're, you know, really, you know, it's funny. I was watching this Netflix show about John Gotti, and they were talking about how the, you know, the local task force finally started working with the FBI, and then the local task force and the FBI, once they got with each other, they finally got John Gotti. If the Big Ten and the NCAA work together, then it's a, it's two powers that be. Then you got to worry uh you know, for both of them, because the Big Ten will get you, I'll say, just say locally, right? They're going to give you, like, local, you know, ramifications. Well, then the NCAA, that's a bigger one. That's the kind of like the federal time. Um, I think it'd be a two-pronged attack. I think this is just the start. Um, you know, I know Michigan tried to shoot, a, a, you know, something over the bow to tell, you know, the Big Ten to be wary of it and all this other stuff. I think, you know, that was just a, you know, you know, puff, puff the magic dragon, trying to puff your chest up and act like you're going to, you know, boot up to the Big Ten 
and try to punk a new commissioner. But uh, but the commissioner said, hold on, pump your brakes. I'm going to go ahead and sleep on it one time. Give me, get up, give me some eggs, bacon, some grits, and uh, some summer sausage with a little bit of white toast with just a light, little bit of honey butter on it. Have him a nice meal and then uh, lay down that discipline on you and say, how you like that on a federal holiday? So we're going to make sure old buddy isn't coaching tomorrow or make it very, very hard for him to, to, to reach that sideline come 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So um, some people were playing chess. Uh, the Big Ten looked like they were playing the first round of checkers. We're going to see how uh, Michigan uh, counters that. But, uh, you know, I, I just think that there's more to it. I think I, I, I just there's no there's no way it just stops right here. So I, I'd like to think that, you know, smarter and cooler heads will, will prevail and uh, some, you know, kind of some maybe come to some sort of compromise. You know, can we just do this and get it over with? So the same embarrassment for Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, the players, you know, because ultimately you got to look out for them as well. Um and see what you can do because, you know, it's not only that, though, and this is where I guess me as a commissioner, I might would have came a little bit harder. You know, you, you, you're you a blue blood. You know, if, if this, let's just say, you know, when Nebraska, you know, was doing their thing or wanted to play, you had guys talk about throwing Nebraska out of the Big Ten. We're not going to do that. But you're a blue blood. You're a national powerhouse right now. You're a two-time college football playoff, you know, uh, attendee. And you're out here playing deviling in here and playing cops and robbers in 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 law and order. You know what I'm saying? So now I got to hold you twice as accountable because not only did you embarrass yourself because you got caught and you went down to Central Michigan of all places to do that, right? So you you brought your little brother in there that's just trying to survive, but then also what I'm going to do is uh, you embarrass the Big Ten, right? You you embarrass a story um, conference in the sense of. You made us look bad. You made us look inept. You made us look like a bunch of sour chumps. And so then, therefore, I'm going to hold you accountable to the utmost and to a higher standard that you say that you hold yourself to. You also got to remember, Jim Harbaugh championed for himself like no other who he was. He went to as far to say if a player on his team got somebody pregnant and they couldn't raise him, he and his family would. If there's not somebody putting yourself up on a pedestal for his morality and who you are and what you think, it's Jim Harbaugh. Yes, he's done some good things, and he won. He, he said he wanted the players to get paid. That's great because they've been paying the players all all along um, illegally. So you want to be able to do it illegally. He's done some great things, but also Jim Harbaugh, you have been in the center of chaos for quite some time. And yes, it, 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 it's is it a you know a huge deal? No, but it's also you can kind of equate where Michigan has tipped the scales to be more of a factor, especially against Ohio State and on a national presence, to where you can say, yep, I can see where they're cheating. You had old Spike Dykes or whatever his name is said that he knew about it and changed the signal, it changed the signals up, and they ran through them uh, like Dookie threw a tin horn last year. So, you know, it, 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 he has a lot on his plate. Um, I think this is his last year in college football uh, for a multitude of reasons. Um and he probably would hate to go out like that because it, it definitely would be a black eye or a, a, a bad check mark, or, you know, on his resume and his and his legacy at the University of Michigan. More things hidden in plain sight, and and breaking down that they they documented <laughs> said staffer plurals staffers uh, and indicated that in twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two, and twenty three seasons. 
that they attended four games in 2021, 13 in 2022, five during the first games of the seven games this season. Those tickets were located strategically at mid- midfield, facing opponent sidelines. The documentation also showed the staff member forwarded certain tickets to a network of individuals whose names were all provided. Many of those names were included in the spreadsheet. They included game in, uh, attendance information and forwarded and unforwarded tickets. And then, Jay, here comes the sauce. In addition, the commissioner of the Southeast Conference <laughs> noted that a staff member had purchased tickets to the SEC championship game in Atlanta. <laughs> the conference shared this information. Also, they found them <laughs> facing what was happening on the TCU sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Jay, listen, to this level, and they said, listen, the evidence not only proved but shows that this happened. This, Listen, that, okay, here's here's the other one. The staff member participated and participated in and coordinated a vast off-campus in, uh, in advance, in-person advanced scouting scheme involving a network of individuals. Jay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when they say leave no stone unturned, <laughs> I think it turns out. I think I think you Google that, and that's where the new permission can come from. Look, and this was well thought out, premeditated. You know, it's kind of along the lines of what they call espionage back in the day. Um, and he wanted to make an impact to where he wanted Michigan and himself to take over college football. He definitely has thought long and hard about it and devised a plan that was second to none. And so. You know, did it did it win all the games? You know, for Michigan as they've been taking off and being, you know, a really a stellar program, uh, most likely not. But it definitely played a hand in Michigan being able to compete at a level that they haven't been able to compete compete at consistently ever in the in the history of Michigan to where they are essentially showing up uh, with with the answers to every test and then dominating opponents with their superior athletic ability and coaching. Um, and so look, man, they just got caught. I mean, you know, people always wondered, well, how did Michigan get quick, get, get, you know, good so quick? Well, this is part of the answer, uh, considering that the team that he had just the year before got beat pretty handily, uh, by Ohio State and didn't look that close. Then you leapfrog them. And then next thing you know, you're in the college football playoffs. And now you're inching closer. You look better than Georgia this year. You look better than Florida State this year. You look better than anybody that's been, you know, number one ranked. Even though Ohio State's ranked number one, Michigan still looks like the better team. Um, so we'll see how how it shakes out tomorrow. Look, it's less than 24 hours, you know, before they play. Um, they they got a lot to process in their nightly meetings. It's 6:30 over there, so they're at a team dinner. It definitely, uh, you know, will be a subject while guys are getting texts and getting updates on their phone. You're going to have reports that are come out that. Might be true, might not be true, you know, as far as, you know, the, the legal ramifications or what's going on as far as the suspension of Jim Harbaugh. So it will be an issue, um, but it'll be interesting to see how they handle it and how they handle it on the field um, tomorrow and the next couple of weeks, uh, you know, will tell a lot about this season for Michigan and the Big Ten. Jay, there's so much gold, man. Listen, uh, <laughs> we appreciate you setting the table for us. You going to hang around or you got what do you got going on? 
I'm gonna hang around, man. Okay. I got you, I got you covered, man. Okay. So well, we're around. gonna we're gonna put you on hold on the Allo VIP line. We'll come back. Jay Foreman will be here. We'll go through. Uh, Look, let him break down this whole Maryland-Nebraska football game and then some NFL and some games of the weekend as well in college football. Lots to talk about here on Old School. Jay Foreman, Austin Herman, I'm DP. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.